Bob, and welcome to the first episode of The Aging Hipster. I want to start off and express my excitement about actually doing a first episode. I've been working on this project for the last six weeks, and you know I really appreciate that uh, all the people that have collaborated and gave time and advice to get me here. Now I just got to start pumping out the podcasts, and so without further ado, let's kick things off. The Aging Hipster is an interview show where I invite someone onto the show so that we both take a stroll through memory lane and reflect upon all those things that influenced us. And my first guest is my good friend, Bill Hansen. Bill Hansen lives in Lakeville, uh, Minnesota with his wife and two boys. He's an electrical engineer and works on power substations. He hosts a metal radio show called War of the Underground on KFAI in Minneapolis. Bill, welcome. Hi, Bob. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, thank you. Mm-hmm. And jo- also joining us is uh, is my special co-host slash peanut gallery member slash fact check- checker slash heckler, Toby Crines. Hello, and Toby. Only three of those facts were true. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to try um, to check we... your fact-checking ability tonight. <laughs> I'm going to stretch some truths. Before we really get started off, I'd like to take care of a little bit of business. If you're listening to this, please subscribe, rate, uh, maybe not review until I actually get good at this. <laughs> um, please uh, please just keep listening. No, please. that sounds really... <laughs> please, please. You have no idea. um if if you wanted to get in contact with me if you want to be a guest um there's an incredibly low bar oh sorry about that Ah, um to get onto the show oh i'm sorry i'm about to raise the bar uh please email (laughs) email me at aginghipsternetwork at gmail.com aginghipsternetwork at gmail.com and also i should have this podcast. Uh, it's already on Spotify and should be on Apple Podcasts pretty soon. And Bill, did you want to um, put in a plug for what you're working on? Well, yeah, you mentioned in that awesome bio that some really cool guy wrote that uh, I have a radio show called Roar of the Underground here in Minneapolis. Pretty proud of it. Started it about three years ago, and it was kind of like you're trying to do. It was kind of like a podcast. I produced it in my basement and you know kind of recorded my voice and stitched the songs together and it was like a we called it a web exclusive show on uh, the kfai website where people could stream it from there and since moved up to an on-air broadcast at a very uh, undesirable time slot it was on saturday mornings like 4 a.m but just this past month we were able to uh step up to Thursday night, 10 p.m. to midnight. And it's really a, a testament to the the fans that we have here in our heavy metal community or scene or whatever whatever you want to call it, the fans and the people in the bands for supporting it and showing their uh, loyalty to what I've been trying to do. So it's, uh, it's called Roar of the Underground. It's on KFAI. 90.3 FM in Minneapolis, or you can go to the website kfai.org and uh, search for it, and you can listen to the past two episodes. They're they're always up for screaming. Uh, streaming. There is screaming on them, but yes, streaming. 
So that's my plug. <laughs> and then, great. And then, what time and oh, uh, what Thursday day nights, is it on? Did you say 10 p.m. to midnight? It's live. You can stream it live. And then, like I said, the our uh, episodes are archived for two weeks after they air, so you can listen online after the fact if you can't listen live. And that's all true. I just am on the website yeah. now. Mm-hmm. See, he's fact checking. Great. Thanks, Toby. Um, <laughs> yeah, <good. laughs> all right. And then do you have any Facebook, Instagram, um, Twitter? Yeah, I've got a Facebook all, all the, for all the above. Roar of the Underground. It's pretty Roar easy to find. Got an Instagram for my persona on the show is the Metal Evangelist. And uh so that's on Instagram. Haven't been using it that much, but I try and and um I've got a Twitter, but I don't use it. So that's about it. Great. And then with metal, do you guys like how many different genres are there? Is it like everything from corn to um like one biscuit? Like new Can metal I swear to Am I supposed to metal? F you, Bob. I guess you <laughs> Biscuit. Biscuit. Here, here's something for you to fact check. Limp Biscuit is not heavy metal. They're new metal, which isn't metal at all. It's like when you say hamburger and there's no ham in it, just like that, new metal has no metal in it. Wrap <laughs> rock. So garbage and heavy guitars that are stolen. Limp Bizkit is so yeah. Limp Bizkit, not metal, never was metal. Okay, uh, sorry that I I I, uh, I prodded too early. I should. I'm going to leave it yeah. a little bit till end. Toby, did you want to um, say a quick hello and plug anything you got going on? Uh, yeah. So pretty much all I have going on is I'm fact checking these days and. Great. Um, Limp Biscuit, according to Wikipedia, is actually a rap rock band. Didn't I say that? There you go. <laughs> yes, that, that's great. You know what? You're really growing into your role, Toby. Thank you. <laughs> okay, let's let's uh, dive into music with Bill because I know it's a huge part of what really interests you and stuff. What was the first cool band you ever listened to? Um, the first cool band I listened to. It was probably just Metallica. Mm-hmm. I can remember what album. I remember some kid at school it had to be eighth grade. He didn't. He had like a Guns N' Roses shirt on or something. Then I said Guns N' Roses was sucked, and he's like, "Oh yeah, what do you like?" And I go Metallica, and he's like, "Oh yeah, okay, that makes sense." <laughs> you know, he just he just stopped the stopped the argument right there. Like, okay, you got a point. <laughs> so, <laughs> And then you're just like, oh god, I gotta listen to these guys now. <laughs> yeah, now I should probably go listen to them. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it, and what were you listening to before that? Oh god, you don't want to know. No, I do want to know. I'll tell you mine if you tell okay. me yours. So I used to listen to B ninety six after like nine o'clock, <laughs> and they'd have like house music on, like party music. I just like would put on my earbuds and bob my head. That was this was probably for like three week, four week period, but that, that's what like the music that I liked that I went and found. And then I I joined one of those um Columbia House things and got a bunch of CDs. And I had, and it's it's sad that I can remember this, but I had like uh, oh MC Hammer, yes, CNC Music Factory, 
Yeah. A little cool J, which I do not regret, actually. That no. Yeah, Mama said knock you out. Yeah. And then yeah. oh, and public enemy, which I'll get back to. Yeah. And then like some hair metal like warrant and crap like that. Oh yeah. Yeah. Nice. So that's what I started out listening to. And um I when I got to the public enemy, like that was really cool because it was about like current events and social issues and it was just a badass album. It was it was Apocalypse ninety one, The Enemy Strikes Black. And the last song was that reissue that they recorded of Bring the Noise with Anthrax. Yes, that was amazing. And it was actually Toby who years before would play me some stuff when I was at his house that like Nate and Noah were listening to like Slayer and Anthrax and stuff. So I had been exposed to heavy metal before, but it was that bring the noise with Anthrax song that I just really latched onto and like would listen to over and over again. So finally I decided, okay, I want more of this. So I, I, I literally, you could, you could box up the CDs you got from Columbia house and mail them back and say, I didn't like these. Send me some replacements. So I sent everything back and got like uh, Persistence of Time, Sound of White Noise. Because you have the catalog. It shows all the, here's the metal bands. I got like, um, I got Rust in Peace from Megadeth, Ride the Lightning from Metallica, you know, that, uh, and, and, and Souls of Black from Testament. <clears throat> So like all the stuff yeah. that had just come out, well, not all of it, but most of the stuff that had just come out in like 91, 92, 93. And that's that's where it started for me. So I, w- I was lucky that I latched on to some classics like like Rust in Peace and Persistence of Time, that kind of stuff. Bob, are we, can I play like just like a 10 second clip from uh, Anthrax and Public Enemy or is that allowed on our show? I mean, it legally? Uh, yeah. It's now a good time. Scott Ian can come track me down. I think I think we can because it's you're we're playing the comment on it. We're not playing it as a part of the presentation. I think as as yeah, we're talking about as the lawyer of the show. I say it's admissible. All right, so I'm going to play a few few seconds here. This is uh, Public Enemy and Anthrax. Bring the noise. Can you go death row? What a brother know once again back is the incredible rhyme animal, the uncannable D public enemy number one. I gotta say, man, that holds up. That's it does. pretty good. It really does. And wasn't that part of like a bigger um album that had like Onyx and like Oh, you're thinking else? of you're thinking oh. of the Judgment Night soundtrack. Oh, maybe. <clears throat> that... No, but I remember that that song with uh Anthrax and Public Enemy. I remember listening to it like over and over and over again because it was just so it was cool. it just kind of blew yeah. my mind. So I definitely yeah, understand that's, that's where the bug and, hit me. Yeah, and you know I'm really glad that you had a better Columbia House experience oh. than I did. I just sort of <laughs> I just sort of ordered stuff and then like never paid. Um, it came. <laughs> yeah, never paid until my mom like like it was like what is going on and she and I got a real big trouble and she had to pay it or oh, something yeah. like that I, was, I i did it all in shame <laughs> yeah i was like oh you only need a penny or something yeah. i'll just do it totally 
Can I ask a trivia question yeah. here for you two? Yes. Uh, so Metallica's official YouTube channel uh, has a certain number of subscribers. PewDiePie, who plays video games on YouTube, has a certain number of subscribers. Um, Metallica has 1,500 videos. PewDiePie has about 4,000. So PewDiePie definitely has more videos. Question is, which of these has more subscribers to the channel? Metallica or PewDiePie? I'm going to say PewDiePie. Bob? Oh, um, <laughs> yes. I'll, I'll guess the same. Okay. Uh, it is PewDiePie who has almost 100 million subscribers. Can you guess how many Metallica um, has? I'll say like 1.3 million. I'll say five. <laughs> yeah, you're totally right. But it was, it's about five. So hundred PewDiePie has 100 million. Metallica has oh, five, five million. million. Okay. <clears throat> okay, yeah. I have a trivia for Bill. Now, this yes. is, Bill, this is putting you on the spot, and I'm sorry, um, but you are a metal expert, and you do follow Carcass. Now, this is not necessarily the truth, but according to Wikipedia, what genre is Carcass a pioneer of? Oh, they're a pioneer of um, gore grind. Yes. Ooh. That's right. Do you have a ding, ding, ding uh, yeah. sound, Toby? Sorry, my bad. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't anticipated. <laughs> that wrong? That's you're off I guess show. it's wrong. You're like a ding, ding. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> yeah, gore grind. Carcass sort of invented that back in the late '80s with their what was their album called? The Symphonies of Sickness. The album cover is nothing but like raw meat and like um, rotting flesh from cadavers all mixed together in a collage. It's pretty pretty badass. Yeah, and according to Wikipedia, they are uh, the lyrics often focus on animal rights issues. Yeah, one or two of the guys are really? actually vegan. I think Bill Steer, the guitarist, is vegan. You you go you go on in their discography, and they get a little more refined in their songwriting and stuff. And they they have a song about, um, like digging up corpses and uh, burning them. And then using the ashes to fertilize their crops for for food. Yeah, huh. it's it's pretty. I mean, that's pretty. Yeah, pretty gory, awesome <laughs> death metal. It's pretty elaborate. Yeah, that's some good good death yeah. metal storytelling right there. Yeah, yeah Carcass, one of oh, my yeah, favorite like, bands. Oh, and then we're gonna farm biodynamically, yeah, or something like that. Are there other like socially aware uh, death metal bands or grindcore or you know and that community? Most most grindcore bands are like socially aware, especially um, the Godfather's uh, Napalm Death are are into that. Um, yeah, many many bands, Pig Destroyer, um, Cattle Decapitation. They those are very social uh, bands. There's even there's even a black metal band now that's um considers themselves to be anti-fascists which is a very big paradox in that genre so yeah but there's still people that are like well i'd say socially conscious metal is definitely the minority in the genres so 
Yeah. Oh yeah. The name of that song mm-hmm. with those lyrics is called mm-hmm. "Impropagation." So like you propagate plants, you know, when this is impropagation because they're, they're British. So it's improper impropagation. Yeah. Can I play a a 10 seconds of that, Bob? Of course you can. Yes. (laughs) The middle. Can I read some of the lyrics? Yeah. Yes. Your mortal mechanism dies in nutrients rich in the hallowed turf you lie just for the taking. Charred sinews as good as lime. No phosphates do I need. Deteriorated flesh uses topsoil to replenish and nourish the seed. Spreading this human potash as ash matured, recycling my rich harvest, bring out your dead for my use as manure. Wow. He rhymed matured with manure. (laughs) Yeah, carcass, they're the best. Well, speaking of the best, I have some questions for you, Bill. Okay. So okay. I found, according to Metal Hammer, okay. uh, the top 10 metal songs of the 1990s. Oh, according to Metal Hammer. All right. So. Okay. Yes. Yes. All right. Make a guess of something that might have sure. made it. Top 10 metal songs from the 90s? Yes. In the 1990s. According to Metal Hammer which is a European output. Okay. Um, Wow. I bet there's some cringy ones on there that I should be picking and won't. All right. Well, you can't do it. You need to have your pride, but... Uh, Can I say Holy Wars by Megadeth? That's a good one. Not on there, huh? No. I'm going to play it. Holy Wars real clip just because it, it's amazing. Good stuff. Yeah, I love Rust in Peace. I think they're those first three songs or so yeah. are probably some of the strongest uh, first songs on any album I've ever listened to. Agreed. Yeah. yeah. You know, going into Hangar 18, yeah, it's just... Uh, tone setters, definitely. Okay, so the 90s. The 90s are fraught with terrible quote-unquote metal. <laughs> but Metal Hammer usually has some integrity. Um, uh, How about Enter Sandman by Metallica? Is that on there? No. Wow. Um, Metallica is on there, but not for Enter is Sandman. Is it for... Um, Oh, what's that song? That ballad piece of shit. Oh, do you want me to nothing just say else it? matters? Nope. Sad but true. Oh, sad but true. Okay, let's well, yeah. Number six. I wouldn't. I don't think you got more radio play than Enter Sandman. Okay, how about how about we do it this way? It'd be easier. You name yes. name one of the bands on the list, and I'll try to guess the song. 
Okay, so number 10, Nirvana. Smells like Teen Spirit. Yep. Okay. Um, which is interesting, because I never really thought of them as metal, but right, that's, that's, Metal Hammer is uh, cash. Yeah, that's in. Metal Hammer trying to sell magazines. <laughs> okay, number nine, Slipknot. Ugh, okay. Um, Wait and Bleed? No, it's, it's something, it's called Sick. Oh, like, Sick, Sick, Sick. Okay. I don't listen to Slipknot, so I, I don't know their most popular song. Okay, number eight, Soundgarden. Oh, uh, Soundgarden, probably Black Hole Sun. Okay. Yes, correct. Uh, again, me personally, I, I don't just... consider these bands metal at all. Well, I slipped that in, but I don't <laughs> like them. Keep going. Right. Okay. Number seven, Nine Inch Nails. Um, Closer. Again, not yes. a metal song, but a great song. We already did uh, Metallica Sabbath yep. True. Oh, here's one, Sepultura. Sepultura. Oh, what were they picked for that? Um, I'm guessing something off of Roots because that was the most popular album, even though it wasn't their best one. So Roots, Bloody Roots? Correct. All right. right. I'm going to play that one really quick. Just 10 seconds. Start it in the middle here. We don't need to fake. It's all we want to be. Watch me break. Yep. Nice. All right. Number four, Rage Against the Machine. Again, I wouldn't consider the metal. Um, Killing in the name. Correct. Okay. Number three, Machine Head. Machine Head. Ooh. Now, here's a band that I really was into when they first came out in 94 with Burn My Eyes. And then their next album, a lot of people didn't like, even though I thought it was pretty good. There was like, everyone's like, oh, the only the, the only good song on that album is the first one, Ten Ten Hammer, and the rest of it sucks. And then after that, they turned into like a total like baggy pants wearing new metal garbage. So I don't think it'd be in there. Um, so I'm not really sure which one to pick, but I'll say, um, I'll, I'll just say Ten Ton Hammer. Davidian. Davidian. Okay. What year was that one? It's off Burn My Eyes. Oh, yeah. That's, that's, from, the, that's from the album I liked in 94. Yeah. Let's do Davidian. Okay. Quick clip of That's interesting. This is Davidian. They have the whole name to go with, and they picked that song. All right. Yep. Nice. Badass, man. Wow. There was actually one. Remember, Bob, when we were in football and the coach would make highlight tapes and he'd put music over them? Not really, but I mean, I'm sure he you did. Maybe you didn't get one. Well, you weren't. You were, yeah, maybe that was just senior year. Senior you didn't year. play football that year. No. But we all got to like submit some cool music for, for the highlight tape. And I put a different song from that same Machine Head album on there called I'm Your God Now. It starts off like really kind of brooding and slow and then you know it gets towards the end and it builds and it builds and it's got this it just kicks in with this double bass and he's like, Oh we all God now and it it the first time he says it lines up like completely perfect in the highlight reel with where Richmond intercepts 
a pass and like wins that game to win the conference or something. It was really cool how that worked out. Like everyone's celebrating on the field and like mm-hmm. the music going crazy. It totally synced up on accident. It was perfect. When the double base kicks in is when they pick off the pass. Wow. Nice. So right. sorry, I screwed him up. By talking no, it's okay. It. All right, number All right. two is a very influ- very influential band of our of our young uh, childhood. Pantera. Pantera. Yes, I loved Pantera when they were uh, popular. A lot of people don't like them now just because, I don't know, everyone on the internet has a freaking opinion. But, I mean, my personal, my favorite song of theirs from the 90s is Mouth for War. Oh, yeah. But I'm guessing that's not the answer on this one because... Well, they, I mean, they had some really good albums in the 90s, so to pick one song and say that was their best one is tough. Um, it's it's either I'm Broken or Great Southern Tranquil. I'm going to go with I'm Broken. It is Walk. Walk. They picked Walk, huh? Okay. Yeah. I think that was their first really big song, right? It, yeah, it was, but it wasn't like there were bigger songs after that. You know, like that, that song is pretty dated in my mind. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that one doesn't hold up as well, but I remember. Yeah, it was, it was super cool in like 1992 when it came out, but yeah, yeah, it's just a little bit dated now. And here's Mouth for War. Way cooler. It holds up way better. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, do you you guys remember the dude in high school that played guitar and had like the fifties like slick back pompadour haircut and the and the glasses? Was it Matt Schneider? Oh yeah. 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 Hector and I went to Matt Schneider's house once and he showed us how to play that riff from Mouth for War. And we were both like, oh, my God, this is so cool. <laughs> like we had, we, you know, we he was like levels above us and like being able to figure stuff out. And we were just like, we needed a tab to to look and play. Right. So when he showed us that, it was like, oh, my God, I know how to play this song. It's so awesome. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so I, I remember being very impressed by him thinking like, you're just too good for this. Uh, this cow town. Yeah. Well, he, he really happened to that yeah. guy. He was a really good t- guitar player. Well, Interestingly enough, I just Googled him. He he has an article about him in Premier Guitar. Oh. Uh, it says finger style guitarist Matt Schneider. Uh, yeah, even they're saying it's hard to describe his music in words. Um, veteran of the Chicago jazz rock underground. Spent his early career in bands like the Exciting Trio, Toe, and HIM. That's that's still like, out there. The perfect this was future I would have imagined for that oh, nice. that dude. So that's awesome. <laughs> oh, totally. Quick clip. This is the Moon Brothers, which is Matt Schneider's current band, I, I would guess. And Yep, sounds about right. <laughs> I 
remember him well, playing Flight of the Bumblebee, and I was just blown away. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, I remember. I I don't know if I don't know if I was there, but I remember just hearing him play uh, guitar. And it was around the time we were we were doing our first band, Toby, or something. I I remember even I don't know if we talked about it, but thinking yeah. like, man, if we can get him in our band, yeah, awesome. But there's no way you would ever like, but. <laughs> But man, yeah, maybe we can yeah. all like still like write them fan notes after this. Yeah, be like, hey, we still think you're cool, man. <laughs> but okay, but back to the these songs are as good as the next one. Okay. All right. I went. I you should at least choose. Uh, guess. Guess at least Sorry, the band. The band is? Yeah. Um, I'll give you at least one. I won't make you go on very long. Slayer. <laughs> no. Marilyn Manson, no, a little band Corn. by the it's name corny. of Corn. Yep, bullshit. <laughs> with the with the song "Blind." Blind. Toby, play that yep, one. The gr- I don't know what it is. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is the best metal song of nineteen of the nineteen nineties. Oh, I remember this. This is the best metal song. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, no, endorsed no. by War of Underground. No. <laughs> <laughs> the intro is cool yeah, from the but... 90s what the, what the hell <laughs> no, what's the best corn song it's, it's a different one I don't know Maybe what's your favorite corn song Bill <laughs> I think next um toby has prepared his own uh, quiz for you because if there's a couple things that you're very well known for in our group one of course is heavy metal which we talked about a bunch and the other is a certain show by the name of the simpsons uh yes with with a couple asterisks after that yes <laughs> Um, the asterisk, one of them, I'm sure, being like early 90s Simpsons. Yes. <laughs> 90s. Golden Age. Yeah. All, all 90s. Yeah. First, like, seven seasons, I think. Yeah. So just so the listeners know, I used to record on VHS tape the Simpsons when they were on, and I filled up about eight tapes worth of all Simpsons episodes, and that's what I would watch after school you know i just pop into simpsons and that's what i wanted to watch so i was very well versed in in the the simpson universe so to speak in the mid 90s i definitely so, remember that because i remember we like all of us our little group of friends would pass them around and stuff you know yeah. just be like oh like we got whatever number four and we yeah. would watch it for a while and yeah. you know yeah, we weren't passing around porn. We were passing around Simpsons tapes. <laughs> we were very cool in school. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> All right. So All right. Do this quiz. Okay. These are, uh, you're going to get most of these. These are mostly for our audience's benefit. Um, I'm probably pretty rusty, but let's go ahead. Originally appeared as a short on what TV show? Oh, shoot. Um, oh, I know this. Can I ding in? Ding. Hold on, hold on. 
Ding. What's her name? Yeah, I, I can't think of her name. It was is the ladies um was the host of the like a variety comedy show. Mm-hmm. Can well, I go, Toby? Yeah. I'll take the that Tracy Ullman show. Tracy, right. Yeah, I never would have remembered her name, but yeah. Who founded Springfield? Oh, I can picture Ding him. ding ding. Hey, come on. <laughs> I haven't watched in a while. Oh. Springfield. God, he, he oh, looked, how the mighty have fallen. Yeah, yeah. I'm not I'm not in good practice. What is the answer, Bob? Jebediah Springfield. Jebediah? Or Jebediah. Jebediah. Yeah, okay. Oh, close enough. See, that guy named the town after his own name. Springfield. Not where yep. it came from. Okay. <laughs> I hate yes. uh, uh, What are the <laughs> names of Marge's cynical twin sisters? Oh, Patty and Selma. Yep. Uh, what is the name of Ned Flanders' store at the Springfield Mall? The Leftorium. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Milhouse Van Houten is one of the few residents of Springfield with which of the following traits? Two left feet, five fingers, purple hair, or eyebrows? Eyebrows. Yep. <laughs> really? That's I didn't know that. I, I, I guess now I remember. You said it. <laughs> which character was mistakenly animated with the wrong color in his or her first appearance on The Simpsons? Oh. should know this if i give you the hints you'll probably get it yeah but, hold um, on just a second it was it uh was it a kaido no no mo okay <laughs> what's the hint crusty the clown or waylon smithers oh it was waylon smithers yep. he had very dark skin in the early episode yep there's my Simpsons quiz. And what caused them to change it? That's kind of weird. I don't know. <laughs> That's not part of my trivia. I'm just wondering. What caused them to change it? I mean, everyone on the Simpsons is white, except for Apu and um, the <laughs> Dr. Murphy. And, oh, and the doc, the Dr. S- Hibbard. Yep. Right, right. I guess Nick Riviera is some kind of Latinx person, but right. that term wasn't even invented then. <laughs> right. <laughs> we didn't refer to them. Hi, Doctor Nick. Yeah. Oh yeah. The uh, going back to the tapes, I still remember the first episode I recorded was Mister Plow. Oh, that was a good it's one. Like we just sort of accidentally recorded Mister Plow one day, and I started watching that one over and over again. And that's where I got the idea. Like I should just have a whole tape full of these. Yeah, Mister Plow. I could. Oh, VCRs. I could probably. It, I, it was. It was a lot nicer when uh, Bill was our, uh, like, uh, video recording, yep. you know, her TiVo. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that's the other thing. Like, if you go back to what I said earlier about li- uh, listening to Carcass on uh, Headbangers Ball, that was on cable TV. I didn't have cable TV out on the farm. Oh. So, ironically, I gave a blank cassette to a friend at church who did have cable and he would set up 
because Headbangers Ball was on at like 11 p.m. or something, he would set up his VCR to record it for me and then give it back to me because it was on Saturday night. Give it to me on Sunday morning at church so I'd be able to watch metal videos. I think I still have that tape somewhere. Not like I could play it right now, but... I have the VCR player for it. Yeah, I I did have one, but I finally got rid of it. <laughs> I remember um, with a VCR, we videotaped Star Wars off the, you know, when they were playing on like network TV. Yeah. And I watched that version so much that I didn't realize there was other parts of the movie that got cut out for commercials and oh. stuff. And, you know, so, but I would always watch it and always have like, you know, like, It'd just be it'd be breaking in and out at the commercial breaks and stuff, but that was my yeah. copy of Star Wars forever. Yeah, that's kind of cool. A little bit of trivia about that. So when Star Wars aired on TV originally, they actually mm-hmm. added scenes to it to make it longer because they wanted to fill up the full two hours or whatever for advertising. Huh. Interesting. They added and uh, yeah, they added and similarly tangentially. Um, have you ever seen the Star Wars Christmas special? No, I I heard it's terrible. I only though. watched it first Have like you? two minutes, and I was like, I can't do this right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That would be a, an episode of uh, the the aging hipster. It's oh my god! Fact checker, yeah. do you want to hit the gong? <laughs> and with that gong, I think it's time to call it, Bill. Yeah. Thank you so much for being on today. Thanks for having me, Bob. It was a blast. Yeah, I hope you had a good time, Toby. Thank you for fact checking. You're welcome. That's what I and, do. <laughs> right. <laughs> and once again, everybody, if you could please subscribe, rate, review, anything you can do, pass it on. And that is it for the aging hipster. I am Bob Serrano. Bye.